What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's that time of the day, that time of the week, that time of the month. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Good, The Band, The Ugly, I'm Big Papa. I'm Jeff. And have we got a guest for you today? Oh, my goodness. I've been waiting for this one for a while. Yeah, you have. I've been talking about this for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, at least a couple months. I know. I even mentioned it a couple times to our friend, Mr. Kevin Dean. <laughs> yes, you did. To uh, Mr. Jeff Tatora. Yep. Anytime a drummer's been on, it's yeah, it's this. It's yep. like, yeah, well, and? If, if we were religious, it's like talking to Moses. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I think he might have taught Moses his drums. I don't know. Well, let's let's, <laughs> let's bring let's him on without out. before I stick my foot in my mouth. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, Mr. Rick Latham, and he is coming in. Look there at he that. is. Didn't even have to hey, have hey the guys. Hey man, that's quite an in, uh, intro, man. You like that one? <laughs> I, don't I, can, I don't know if I can live up to that one. But oh, you're see. living uh, up to it just by being here. You know, we. Oh, no, thank you guys. We, yes, we've interviewed a lot of people, and mm-hmm. we've set up a lot of these for the next couple months, even. And by far, you've been one of the coolest guys out there. So, oh, you know, thank you, man. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's be, it speaks volumes. It really does. Yeah. You know, thanks I mean, for having me. No, we, we appreciate it. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Rick is one of the industry's most sought after uh, studio drummers, uh, touring guys, writers, uh, instructors. Yep. You're, you're also uh, you have a residency as a, in a, as a professor as well, don't you, Rick? I did. I was teaching in Italy when I was living in Italy before COVID, but uh, oh. since COVID, I've come back all the time, uh, full time back in the States. Now. Okay. And I'm living in Columbia, South Carolina now. Nice. So oh, very good. We moved here. Yeah. My wife and I moved here a couple of years ago. Got so. away from the wrong, Steve. got away from the wrong coast. I mean, the right well, coast. No, I love LA, man. I love <laughs> LA, but I tell you, this is a beautiful place we got and uh, got a beautiful neighborhood and uh, much cheaper than LA. That's not a yeah. that's not a Brooklyn accent I hear. No, no, I'm from here originally, man. That's <laughs> right, right. And and it's interesting. I had never had any intention of moving back here, but uh, you know, I was in Italy. I was living in Italy actually mostly during COVID. So we still had our place in LA, and my wife has businesses in LA. And um, you know, when COVID hit, man, it hit Italy really hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so I came back. And, um, you know, L.A. was cool, and I was working, always working a lot in L.A. and stuff, but I had this residency at two schools, actually, one in Milan and one in Torino, Italy. And we had a trio over there. We were playing in Poland and uh, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, you know, Croatia, man, and uh, everything was going great, so I was staying over there. But COVID came back, then, you know, after COVID, nobody knew what was going to happen, so... You know, I have a friend here that's uh, his wife's a real estate agent. She said, you know, it's a great time to buy here. And man, I came and looked at some places. I got a beautiful studio here and a beautiful uh, big property. And the neighbors aren't so close like L.A. And it's it's great, man. I love being back here. It's, it's interesting. I still go back to L.A. and we still have an apartment in L.A. And my wife is actually in L.A. more than I am. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, the accent you hear is, uh, I'm a Southern boy. Yeah, There's baby. nothing wrong with that. Not no. at all. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. <laughs> so it's that's awesome. I mean, um, Italy especially, I, I, when you mentioned it got hit. Well, you had, being in Milan, that was right there. I mean, the yeah. fashion area of Italy was the one that got hit the hardest. Um, yeah. I yeah. know. It was, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. You had to... Uh, 
you know, get like notes from the government to go out to do anything and stuff. I mean, they would check your <laughs> papers and stuff. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, crazy, you know, big brother. Kind yeah. Of stuff. Oh, but okay. It was, yeah. It, it was, it, it was necessary at that time. Sure. You know, but uh, it was pretty crazy, but you know, we got through it and I'm thankful for that. I, I see it's rearing its ugly head again in some areas now. Yeah. So they say, yes, that's what I heard. But well, um, I'm staying safe. My family's good, you know, good. and uh, all our kids and stuff. So it's all good, man. So, so give us a uh, a rundown. Um, you don't need to go as far back as you want, but just give us give us some of the, you know, wh- when did you start? Who'd you start with? What was your first uh, first like? Holy cow! I can't believe I'm getting this gig uh, moment in life. And uh, you know, give us a small synopsis or rundown of what, what what you've done well you know i i started playing in high school here at uh, brooklyn casey high school in west columbia and um you know I, I took band you know high school band junior high school band and stuff i had a had a band in um in uh junior high school actually the high pretentious amoeba <laughs> that was the name yeah that was That's the name great. of the band man and and the guys are still around here it was great to see them you know when i got back here we we still have lunch every once in a while so um you know grew up back here went to uh east carolina university in greenville north carolina for undergrad studied with a great percussionist harold jones who's uh, really widely known in the, the classical percussion field mm-hmm. and um had a great time there at um, East Carolina, played in the jazz band, played in the marching band, all that kind of stuff. And then I uh, went to North Texas for my master's and I was able to get a a teaching assistantship because of the great background I had from Harold Jones at East Carolina. So, uh, you know, North Texas was, and still is one of the premier jazz schools in the country. and uh, the lab bands there are famous, you know. And so I went and was teaching. Uh, I was teaching at North Texas, teaching undergrads and, and uh, working on my master's at the same time. I was teaching snare drum and mallets. I used to play a lot of marimba and four mallet kind of stuff, you know. And, sure. and had had a great background, like I played timpani and orchestras. And so I was in orchestras, so the percussion ensemble. I was actually writing for the drum line, which was, uh, that's when that all kind of started, you know, mm-hmm. late 70s, uh, drum core style stuff. Um, and then, um, you know, after school, man, uh, and I'll talk more about that because one of my teachers actually lives here. Jim Hall was one of my teachers at North Texas. His wife was a real estate agent and we've kept in touch all these years. So that's how I moved back here. You know, more about that later. But, um, you know, after North Texas, I was, you know, trying to decide if either I would move to New York or L.A. And uh, and at that time, you know, I felt like uh, New York was more of a jazz kind of scene and L.A. was more of a commercial scene. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be Jeff Picaro, you know, right, right. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, so and, uh, you know, I moved to L.A., man, and um, really you know, kind of the book had come out in 1980 and this was 84. So I wrote the book when I left North Texas in 79 and, um, the book by 84, it had hit pretty well, man. And, uh, really just came out at the right time and, uh, really just still really proud of that and 
and a little bit lucky at the same time that it did come out at the right time, the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And um, when I moved to L.A., I was kind of, you know, I was known a little bit from the book and stuff. So it wasn't just like some other drummer just moving there. And I had some friends there. I had been to New York and L.A. several times before moving. And, um, man, I was in the union one day um, and... I saw a friend of mine, another friend that went to, had gone to North Texas years before me. And he said, man, what, um, you know, I said, yeah, I just moved here. He said, well, I'm getting ready to go on the road and I'm doing this rehearsal for this movie. Would you like to do it? And I said, man, sure. You know, <laughs> I'd like to do anything, you know? Right. So does it come with a paycheck? So it, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and it was a union thing. So it was great but rehearsing with dancers and for this like break dance movie. That was big at that time, mm -hmm. in 1984. So I found out, man, Quincy Jones was doing the music for this movie. Oh, wow. So that was crazy that I just happened to take this thing. And I didn't even know that at the time, but Later on, you know, met Quincy and we did a lot of music. We actually wrote a lot of music for that, uh, for the movie uh, called Fast Forward. It's a dance movie. You can still see some excerpts from it on the Internet and stuff. But um, it's kind of like a contemporary West Side story with like two dance gangs kind of okay, yeah. competing against each other, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, that was the first thing in L.A. But uh, before that. I was playing, Chuck Rainey had moved, the great bass player, played with Aretha, Steely Dan, you know. Mm -hmm. Chuck, great bass player, one of the best bass players in the world, man. And he had moved to Dallas. So I was playing with him, actually, in a trio in Dallas with another great guitar player, Joe Lee, before I moved to L.A. So anyway, long story, longer. Yep. <laughs> you know, moved to L.A., got that gig, and then... um you know, I was friends with several people and then all of a sudden this, um, you know, the Edgar Winter thing happened and I got recommended for Edgar Winter. I had played with a lot of different jazz artists and stuff and local guys in L.A. and done some one off kind of things. But, um, you know, I had gotten uh, referred by Carmine Apiece, man. To, yeah. um, Carmine was a friend of mine. Still, we keep in touch. And um he was playing with Edgar and went on to do something else and said, man, hey, Rick, you want to do this gig with Edgar? You know, <laughs> so, so, so I did, man, and I got the gig, and Edgar and I got along great, man. I did that for 10 years, a little more. and um, Got to play Frankenstein you know, every night. Yeah, <laughs> you know? every night, man. Right. Frankenstein, free ride. Yeah, free ride, yeah. Tobacco yep. Road, tobacco road. Yeah. That's great, man. That's awesome. And, and then, um, you know, and then after Edgar, I, you know, was playing around and doing studio stuff. I was doing studio stuff all this time from from the thing uh, with Quincy and, you know, and then um, the Juice Newton thing happened after I left Edgar. Oh, wow. Um, got this gig with Juice Newton, which also lasted for about 10 years. So so that, a lot of different kind of stuff, you know, and I really kind of pride myself in being able to you know, do all these, you know, play all these various styles and, and, and play them, you know, with really, you know, what the music calls for. You right. Know? Not sure. Because you're playing every, every gig. Yeah. Every gig is not a drummy, drummy kind of gig. You right. Know? Yeah. So you got to got to play for the music, you know. What? Um... So that's kind of that's mm -hmm. kind of the story in 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 long. 
No, 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 believe no, me, we got awesome. Yeah, we this thing can record I like mean, six hours. So I mean, I don't care. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean to play like you know, like you said, you know, you're playing with Edgar Winter and you're playing, you know, Frankenstein and, and Free Ride, and and then you go to Juice Newton, and it's yeah, like, oh, gotta yeah. slow myself down, you know. Yeah. Well, it was a great band, man. Both bands really great, and and Juice, you know, playing, you know. Angel of the Morning, yeah. Queen of Hearts, yep. you know, mm-hmm. all her big hits too, man. That you really kind of have to pinch yourself, <laughs> you know, playing with these artists, you know. Right. And yeah. and even even before that, like during kind of about the time I was moving, you know, I was doing a lot of uh, clinics and stuff for the companies back then, and uh, I was endorsing and playing Pearl Drums first. That was one of my first endorsements. Oh, okay. And um and I and you know, they were they had a some kind of association with Gibson. I forget if who owned what or one, but they became like, you know, kind of sister companies or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And um, I started doing some gigs at the trade shows with B.B. King, man. It was crazy. Nice. I was just going to ask that because that's how that came about, you know. So yeah. and it was me and Larry London. <laughs> Uh, Neil Sean was playing guitar. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Wow, you know, it's, talk about pinching just, yourself. Yeah, you know, just, yeah, and playing, you know, The Thrill is Gone behind B.B. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So did you did you ever uh, play other than corporate with B.B., any any touring or any? No, no, I never toured with him. I never toured with him, but uh, played several of those kind of shows. You yeah. know? That was the, the first one, actually, was the last one in Chicago. They used to have the NAMM show, the summer show in yes. Chicago. Yep. And then they had the winter show in L.A. all the time. And that's coming back next year, I understand, too. That I heard as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've always wanted to things. go to a NAM show. Yeah. Well, you should, man. You should. Yeah. It's I have to leave. Incredible, I have man. to leave my credit card at home, that, though. Right. Because... Well, well, you know, there's, there's a joke about NAM. Everybody talks about getting NAM thrax. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, right. Every, everybody <laughs> right. gets sick. Everybody gets sick after the show because, the, you know, everybody's from everywhere all yeah. over the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's kind of a joke. And you talk all the time. Your throat's worn out and it's loud. And, you know, but it's cool, man. It, it's a great time to see. You know, a lot of my friends and players and industry people that you never see during the year. Yeah. So, you know, and I have a really good relationship with all my companies that I endorse now. DW, Evans, Promark, mm-hmm. Istanbul, Mehmet Symbols, Drum Dots, you know. Yeah. And uh, you get to see these corporate guys, too, which are, you know, in those companies, they're great guys. And most of them are drummers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. at those at those companies so it, it's the nam show is cool i think man it's uh you know it gets you know it can be grueling but it's it's a good thing you, so you, i'm looking you, forward to that you mentioned istanbul mimic there um yeah have they taken kind of the high-end business away from zildjian since well, Zildjian is more I, I U.S. You know, made, I don't now. know if I would. I don't know if I would say that, man. I would just, uh, but but Mehmet, you know, Mehmet, he made the case as a as a young teenage boy. He was working, I think, at twelve or thirteen mm-hmm. in the original, you know, Istanbul factory in Istanbul. Right. So, and he's the guy, man. I think he's the best living symbol smith. Right, actually, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying that. I mean, I have a very good relationship with Mehmet. I, I love Mehmet, and um, you know, we have a very good relationship. I've been using those symbols for over 40 years now. And, and the only and, reason, um, the only reason I mentioned that, Rick, is that yeah. when I first started drumming, um, 
like many young drummers, you, sure. whatever gear you got was whatever you were handed down from someone who said, well, I don't need this anymore type thing. Right. And a lot of my first cymbals uh, sure. back in the late 70s came from the original overseas version of Zildjian that were made sure. in, I believe, Istanbul in that, in that Istanbul. area. You know, yeah. so yeah, now yeah. when you see the Zildjian and they're coming out of basically Boston, um, sure. completely different product. And I know that I still have my originals um, that I wouldn't give up, even if I haven't picked up a set of drumsticks in 15 years and I'll never get rid of these cymbals. I don't know why sure. I have this. No, you know. I agree, man. I, I totally agree. I still have some old ones too. And that was the, my first cymbals also. I ordered a, a drum set. My first real drums were from Manny's in New York. Mm -hmm. mm. And uh, I ordered out of the catalog, man. <laughs> and uh, It's like shopping uh, in the Sears catalog. Beautiful yep. Slingerland kit. Man, I remember talking to him. You know, Zildjian cymbals. But that at that time too, like you said, at that time, that was about all there were. You yeah, know, there were Piesty, Piesty, and Zildjian. Right, right. And that 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 was it. So you, you couldn't know. kill those. You could. I I don't care. I I hit hard. I've always hit hard, and sure. I beat the living snot out of those Zildjians and never cracked a cymbal. And the only cymbals yeah, I ever I, cracked were the stuff I bought post eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. That were you know sure. Nowhere sure. close. Nowhere close. Yeah, I I hardly ever break symbols. I think I've broken two symbols in my life. Right. You know? But I think it's a lot to do with technique and how you hit them and, and placement mm -hmm. and stuff right. like that. But, but um, you know, back to the question. I mean, everybody makes great stuff, man. I have, you know, John D. Christopher that worked at, you know, Zildjian for so long. He's a very good friend of mine. I knew Armand Zildjian. And, you know, you know, those those guys, you know, they, they everybody makes great stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think it has changed over the years yeah. and all a lot of the companies and and Istanbul Mehmet, man, is it's handmade. A hundred, I mean, I could show you pictures from the factory. You, yeah, nice. you wouldn't believe it. it. It's down and dirty, man. It's funky. And yeah. you can't believe they make so many symbols. Right. Like right. in this little small little factory. I mean, you know. I mean, there's guys working all the time. People don't understand and, uh, what goes into making those. I mean, they're hand, yeah. they're hand pounded. They're, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, they make some cast symbols too, like everybody does. But right. for the most part, I mean, the things I use, I mean, here, you know, I'm going to switch this real quick. You can sure. see, I mean, this is my setup over here. Magic of so, I know. technology. So, so that, you know, those symbols sound great. And that ride symbol, man, that very dark, dry, yeah. non-lathe thing, man, I love that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm, I dig all their stuff, man. And they, it, it does have some kind of earthy quality. I think, you know, yeah. that, uh, it just works for me. I like dark kind of, you know, dark sounds and fast crashes and stuff. So, right. you know, I, I love those guys and love the product. I mean, we, we could get, we could so, totally sidetrack this to completely talking uh, about gear. Cause I know, yeah. <laughs> but the one thing That's I did, okay. wanna... I love to talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Me here. too. Okay. We're definitely going to have to continue yeah. this just to do us one of these days. The one thing yeah, I did want to sure. ask you is looking at the setup you just had. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am not, back a, to it. I am not a drummer at all. You hit a symbol. Yep. That sounds like a symbol. Okay. Uh -huh. But the one with all the holes in it. Yeah. What is the reason? 
Well, it's just an effect. It's very fast. It's very thin. That that symbol is very thin, okay. and it's very the re, the response is very like, right? Okay, you know. So I don't see actually, a lot of man, drummers playing them. It's not going to ring forever. Check, check right. it out. I'm going to turn my vocal mic off for a second. I'm going to hit it. You sure. Can check it out. How much? How cool is this? I know. He's in the boom boom room. He is too. And that's not a strip joint. No. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Look at that. Yeah. Free drum solo by Ripley right there <laughs> on our show. Yeah. Boom. Suck it, Rick. Not you, okay. Rick. No. Did I have the, yeah, I hope <laughs> I made I hope that I had my mic off. I don't know if it, it was. was. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounded perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so, so that's that's what's happening with that. It's an okay. effect, you know. It's just an effect kind of thing. But I think all the companies make one now with that kind of thing. Right. Who, who um, I know growing up listening to the stuff I did, I liked the way that some of the predecessors uh, of music mm-hmm. kind of mixed genres. Um, guys like uh, Steve Gadd and Bill Bruford, and you know. Bill, Bill from Yes. I mean, no, yeah, yeah. Those guys, sure, I think, sure. re- really took uh, a lot of jazz inspired, blues inspired, and brought it to make it their own. Guys like Ginger Baker, completely sure. different, you know, just All revolutionary. Guys, exactly, man. And at that time, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, mid 70s, uh, late 70s, 80s. You know, that's when that term fusion, you know, came around. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, like jazz rock kind of stuff, yeah. you know, at that time. Progressive kind of stuff. And, yeah, those guys, I mean, I know Bill Bruford, Gad, you know, those guys were big influences. Billy Cobham, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys. And and talk about, you know, you guys are from uh, upstate. So, mm-hmm. you know, Gad from Rochester, yep. you know, yeah. all these guys, all these guys. Tony Levin, you yep. know. All oh, these yeah, guys. I forgot about so, Tony Levin. So, yeah, it, that was a great time in music, man, for sure. And, I, and you know, a, a lot of those guys were Lenny White incorporating jazz into funk and, you know, kind of that into that fusion mode. Chick Corea. Oh, God, yeah. I saw those guys, man. I saw the original Return to Forever, man. Al Demiola, Stanley Clark, Lenny White, and Chick yeah. at East Carolina, man, That's like cool. in 1960. 72 or three or something like that. No, no, 74 or five, somewhere in there. But yeah, and crazy. It was four. I mean, that was incredible. You Dude, know? I don't care. Demiola himself. Oh, I, I mean, first of all, I yeah. don't know if they dipped him in formaldehyde. The guy doesn't age. <laughs> he does not age. No. You know, I know, man. You know, he's doing a great thing now on uh, YouTube. Not on YouTube, on uh, Facebook or Instagram. He's in Italy a lot, you know, vacationing and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And he's uh, he's got these, you know, he always shows like he's in Napoli, you know, eating a pizza or something, man. (laughs) Yeah. You know, my people are from here and blah, blah, blah. So that's that's cool. But, yeah, he's looking good, man. He doesn't age. Yeah. No, my my buddy Billy and I, uh, he used to play. Oh, Spanish. Traveling down the Spanish highway. I forget. I forget the full name of the song, but I mean, just that whole album. um, And then that. Any any of his stuff was just so heady, and sure. I, I just dug all that. I mean, uh, you mentioned Great. you mentioned a piece earlier. I mean, Carmine, I I I've got an old uh, 
symbol case of his anvil symbol case that went up for auction that he signed that I I had to have it you know because I have a problem cool. yes you do Jeff cool. is, we, we, yeah, I witnessed it it's a problem prime well hey man I, I got some Edgar Winter cases I'll be glad to sign and get out of my garage. <laughs> There you go. I mean, I, I I love Edgar, but I don't need these flight cases anymore. <laughs> right? Trust me. He, Jeff and I yeah. were laughing about it last night as, as, yeah. as, you know, Amazon keeps dropping stuff off. And he walks in today, and he, like, throws me an Amazon package like, dude, really? I'm I like, you have I got a problem. Too. I got to stop buying shit. It's just getting I, out I know, I know how that is, man. I totally get it. So totally easy. It. And then it's like yeah. $10 more to be here tomorrow? Yeah. Right. I've gone my whole life without it, but now it has to get here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Great. It's, it's crazy, man. It's uh it's it's easily accessible now. Yes. For sure. So what's what's some of the studio work you've done? Or session work you've done, I'm sorry. You know, I in LA I did, you know, T V shows. I did uh nine to five when that was a TV show. Man, oh, okay. That, that's uh, going back some time. Mm-hmm. And I did uh Fame. I did the original Fame T V show a little bit when it moved to LA. Still too young. Um, yeah. You know, some some movies, you know, some movie soundtracks and stuff. I mean, just all kind of commercials. Fast and Coca-Cola, Furious. Coca-Cola commercials, uh, you know, Chevy Ford. Sure. You know, you know, that kind of stuff. So and recorded I did three CDs with Edgar and um and we were actually recording some stuff with Juice, um, and then she decided to retire. So that stuff never came out. But um Do you think it'll ever see the light of day? I'm sorry. Do you think do you think that I, stuff from I, Juice I will ever see the light know. of day? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Can't can't say. Right. But um but I'm always, you know, I write stuff here. I do things. Mm-hmm. I'm working with some producers in Germany and Italy. Oh nice. And um, you know, do a lot of stuff here. I do a lot of tracks here at the house mm-hmm. and people people send me stuff and and I'm I'm playing live with this uh man, a great blues guy. He's a legend in South Carolina, the kind of southeast. Mac Arnold, Doctor Mac Arnold. He's actually got an honorary doctorate from University of South Carolina. But oh, cool. he played with Muddy Waters and BB and John Lee Hooker. Man, this guy's the real deal. He's 81 years old, man, and we still we play like two or three gigs a week. You know, shows. That's crazy. So I'm I'm staying busy, you know, and I'm Good still deal. teaching here and you know doing stuff. So recording i like all kinds of music man i'll play you know mm-hmm. there's only two kinds of music like they say good music and bad, bad music. that's right that's right yep and sometimes it's the drummer that can make make or break the bad music so. well well that's that's for sure man i i you know not because i'm a drummer man because i mean i produce a little bit but you know records now are, are really the drums are very important, man. Yeah. I mean, they always have been. But li- listen to like, uh, you know, contemporary country music. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. rocking, man. That shit is sounds great. You yes. know, and it's like it's rocking. It's like guitar and drums, <laughs> you know. And exactly. that's changed a lot. I mean, a, a lot of true country people don't like contemporary country, but I, I like it, man. I, it's as country. as I do. Yes. Well, there yeah. there there is. It's it's not. Uh, even we mentioned this the other day. It's not just country rock anymore. No, it's, it's country. Right. It's country metal. Yeah, it's yeah, sure. Country, sure, you know, sure. it's pop. I mean, the, country is 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 completely um, segregated itself to the point where it has its own subcategories more than it ever has. You know, right, right. years ago yeah. it was it was bluegrass. It was traditional. It was right. you know, But now you've got bluegrass, rock, heavy metal, pop. 
almost sure. uh, R&B versions yeah, yeah. Of, of country yeah, now. Sure. That, uh-huh. It's yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I like the way that the younger people have embraced it more uh, globally than than they ever did. You know, I admit exactly. I was one. I was one of those kids in the back seat, and my father would be playing like Hank Williams Jr. I'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah, turn this yeah, off! Sure. I want to listen to Kiss." <laughs> you know? Right. No, that's the way I was too as a kid. You know, because and I was listening to more soul and R and B. You know, when I was. Uh, you know, younger, but, mm-hmm. um, and pop, regular pop music, but yeah, country to me at that time was very, uh, you know, traditional country, mm-hmm. you know, almost folky kind of yeah. stuff, yeah. You know, which is cool now. And I, I appreciate that now too, but you know, it's, um, it's changed a lot over the years, yes. for sure. but, but I love it. You know, I do, I do country sessions, you know, I've done several of those here recently. So, you know, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat, man. It's all it's all good to me. <laughs> so by having the boom boom room just down the hall, do you find it's it? Up, it's it's over the garage. Over, okay, right. <laughs> over the garage. Do you find it easier now to get to bang out even more session work now that you can well, do everything from home and just send it a, a file? Definitely, definitely. I mean, you don't, you know, that's the thing now, man. Technology has really, you know, I think, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, I think, for the music industry in some ways, yep. the digital revolution and all, you know, this, uh, you know, record deals going away and physical records and CDs and stuff. Streaming is great and uh, it's got its place, you know, and I think it's helped a lot of artists. But yeah, having a studio in your house, man, I think everybody, all of my friends have studios, mm-hmm. all of my musician friends, you know, have studios in their house and we all do a lot of stuff together, you know, and. Mm-hmm send it out like you said it's it's easy to walk in here and everything's set up and push the buttons and you know yes. go for it and and it sounds good you've got a lot of control i mean i can control my sound and i know i'm sending somebody a good drum sound and right and they can work with it whatever they want you know i, th- I so think the only it's, down it's great the only downside and we learned this again yesterday um a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine um was on He's a studio musician, or he started. He started yeah, yeah. touring. He did a lot of studio work out, and he lives in Nashville. And he said, "You uh-huh. know, the the need for being in Nashville isn't even to be there to the do the recording. It's right. it's just being able to rub the elbows at the right time. Sure, because if they're looking for a studio guy, there's fifteen that they just had cocktails with. So the, it, as he called it, the hang time. Yeah, uh, you know, no hanging kidding. out." That like L.A., like L.A., like L.A., man. Sorry to interrupt you. But no, you're yeah, fine. L.A., the same way. That's that's one reason why I chose L.A. to move mm-hmm. to L.A. Because, um, you know, like I said, everybody wanted to be Jeff Picaro, you know, in the, mm-hmm. in the 80s. Right. right. Yeah. And um, and there was a lot of session work. There was uh, bands getting signed and live tracking and stuff, man. That, that's so much fun. I still love that. And I. You know, it's great, like I said, having the luxury of having a studio here, but I still love playing with guys live, you know, in a room. Yeah. And I can get two or three guys up here, and we we do rhythm section stuff up here. So, you know, it's um, it's 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 changed, but it's it's still there's a lot of recording going on. Who's your uh, who's your favorite modern day drummer? I mean, you know, if you watch people talking about some of the best, you know, they they go to 
still go to Dave Grohl. They go to guys like Flashiness for Tommy yeah. Lee and and stuff sure. like that. Who would be your favorite modern day drummer? That's uh, wow, man. It's hard to say, man. I I actually like Taylor Hawkins a lot, man. I did like him a lot, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And Dave Grohl plays great, man. I I think you know for the I guess newer guys, if you want to call it that. But um, I'm still into you know like you know Gad and yeah. you know uh, all these guys uh, Rick Morata you know I think all these guys still play great but you know there's a lot of young guys that really play great but I I think the thing with a lot of young players man they don't really have the 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 feel that I like you know right yeah. they have chop they have chops and stuff and that's why I don't really you know I never got into like metal that much not that mm-hmm. i don't like it or anything i just it's not my favorite and progressive stuff you know it's just it just seemed like it didn't you know i'm a more r&b funk guy i mean sure. I, I like to just sit on a groove and mm-hmm. you know have a guitar player playing you know i i like that kind of stuff a little more so so i i have to say you know i'm not really into some of the you know, alternative kind of things. But, mm-hmm. but I think those two guys were, are, are, you know, two of my favorite guys that I've listened to. Yeah. You know, well, I, yeah, we, we lost a good drummer. We lost Hawk. I mean, he was, yeah. Uh, yeah. He yeah, was, he yeah. was, he just, th- he, was, yeah, he, he mixed, drummer. he mixed a bunch of stuff and it wasn't always just your straight four, four stuff. And they yeah, got kind yeah, of really I, vanilla, you know, it wasn't yeah. uh, about that. They, Exactly, and Dave Grohl plays good. Man. Oh yeah, well he, he was the original good, drummer before before right. Hawk got there. So um, exactly, you yeah. know, I used to watch guys like Keith Moon, and when I first started watching Keith Moon, I said he just because I I learned traditional grip, and then Keith was kind of more of a match grippy, you know, sure. as well as uh, Ginger Baker too. But right, yeah, Keith always yeah. looked like it was like he was in pain. It just he looked, looked like he looked so uncomfortable uh, with did. the way he's hitting some yeah, of. Yeah, that was just his thing, man. Yeah, That's the way that, he played. That, it. Yeah, <laughs> stick move. But I, I played. I played traditional grip too. I was, uh, you know, taught that way and learned that way growing up, and it feels very natural to me. Yeah. But um, yeah, those guys were great too, man. I listen. I listened to those guys a lot growing up, and mm-hmm. I still love. You know all of that classic rock stuff, man. Grand funk, man. The, mm-hmm. this, the, the two things on the wall back here, man. Yeah. One is uh, one is from Grand Funk when we played with them with Edgar, and it, Don Brewer was a huge influence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other one, man, is Ron Bushy, Iron Butterfly, in a guy. Oh, so you know they they we played gigs with them, you know, and I had these drum heads signed by those guys. And that's stuff. cool. So those that's when I grew up, man. You know. I mean, I'm sure there are drummers that probably don't even know those bands. Oh, but go, oh, for go sure. back and listen to that Don Brewer live solo, man, that live Grand Funk solo. Man, yeah. that, that's one of the best rock drum solos I've in history, I think, man. Who was that? It's really, really killer. Who was it's Jimi killer. Hendrix's drummer uh, during Woodstock? With Mitch, Mitchell. Mitch Mitchell. Mitch Mitchell. Another one. Like, yeah. just... Another one. Yeah, exactly, man. Th- that I, drum I, we, solo we, from Woodstock, is a, it just blew you... Because there wasn't a lot of people doing stuff. Anything that came close right. to that was like... Um, uh, was like Wipeout, you know, for sure. the 50s, Yeah, you yeah. Know. Well, Inagata de Vida, you know, was a cool thing, man. But it yeah. was, uh, you know, it, was, it had its place, man. It was a cool thing and that was a very kind of trippy kind of thing but 
but man, you know, that was, that was some great stuff, man. But that Don Brewer solo, man, that thing is slamming. You got to write that down. And, and, and going back to, going back to Carmine, man, Carmine is one of the best rock drummers, I think, oh, God, yeah. ever, man. Yeah. He's a great rock drummer. Yes. You know? Well, well, you're going to well, have to listen, use your his, influence. We've we've been. I've his brother, up, his brother's no slouch. No, his brother's definitely yeah, yeah. No, slouch. no, Vinny's great, man. Vinny, yeah, he's great. I've sent both of them messages to try to get them on the show. I think we're going to have to get a little creative with some people we might know that know <laughs> Good them. Good luck. There you go. Good luck. <laughs> Just saying. Let me know how you make out. Just yep. saying. No problem. That's how. That's how we. That's how we got half our our guests now it is really through is. through other guests that say, you know what, no, it wasn't it bad. We had fun with these guys. And yeah. They don't. Yeah, that's cool. They don't. It's not their traditional talk show or no it's interview. Not. You know, they talk about it, a bunch of dumb shit too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the good, the band, and the ugly. That's, that's right. right. That's right. We show you all three here. There's we talk some, about the band. some good, a lot of band, <laughs> a lot of band. and a and ton a of ugly. ugly. Yeah. yeah, ton yeah. of ugly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What do you think? Um, I got to ask. We asked this of everybody. What do you think? One of yeah. the biggest, like, I can't believe that just happened. Like screw ups of of, of live performance screw ups you've ever had. Uh, well, that, that's an interesting story, man. And I, I've told this before, but uh, it's it's a great one. When I was playing with Edgar, I forget where we were, man. I think we might have been in Florida somewhere, but um. Edgar had a lot of stuff sequenced because okay. all that synthesizer stuff sure. and stuff going on. And he would play some live keyboards, but we played to a sequence on some tunes. And, um, man, this was, you know, years ago. So, you know, the sequencers were not quite as hip and <laughs> as they are today, as right. stable. Right. Say. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, I think he had this old, uh, Insonic keyboard and, um, it was playing. We were playing this tune. I forget what tune it was, man. But the power went off in the whole building. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the power went off. So I'm the only acoustic thing on stage. I kept playing. I just went into some kind of groove or something. And uh, this was crazy, man. And it only lasted for about maybe a minute. And and the power came back on, and the sequencer came back on, and I, I was still in time with this thing. And that oh my hardly God. ever happens. Yeah, I mean that. Usually, if the power comes back on, it would reboot the thing, and but but it just kind of picked up where we left. <laughs> and 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 Edgar was like, "My God, I can't believe that, that, that you know that you stayed in time." And that, it, but that was crazy. That was one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me. And uh, also, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> very. You know, that, that, there goes but, there goes but, your accolades for your meter, right? Yeah, right, 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 exactly. But that was crazy. I mean, I I couldn't. That was so crazy. Everybody was freaking out, you know, in the band. And Most stuff. people would have been like off on a on a you know the keyboard comes back yeah. in and you're way somewhere else. Well, yeah, you know. we were, you know, we were trying to figure out what happened. Everybody's looking at each other, you know, on stage and we're playing and, you know, the guitar player couldn't do anything. Everything's electric, right. but yeah. the drums, you yeah. know, and I mean, there was no drums going out into the audience in the PA, but I was still, you know, was mm -hmm. loud playing. 
And uh, yeah, man, it just it came back and it was crazy incredible. You know, Edgar said that's the most incredible thing he's ever seen. You know, that was funny. Yeah, but, but there's, there's got to be that, a story that, that didn't come back so well, though. Well, yeah, that was the, that was the good story. But one of the other weird things that happened <laughs> to me, I mean, it's, it's not that bad. But when I was in college, undergraduate school, I used to play a lot of gigs outside of school with like band directors and stuff that had these like big bands and party mm-hmm. bands because they were like the, the professional musicians around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was playing, I, you know, East Carolina was in Greenville, North Carolina. And I was think I was playing in Raleigh or somewhere like that a couple of hours away. I had a blue Ford van, man, and I took, I had this, that Slingerland drum set, man, a double bass drum. I had really double bass drums at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like Louis Belson and some of those old jazz guys. But, um, and I was a good double bass player, man. I had killer double bass, but when everybody started using double pedals, I stopped doing it just because everybody kind of uses it as a crutch. Now. Yeah. 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 But anyway, anyway, um, I went to this gig, man, and everybody was all excited, all the band director, oh, man, yeah, we're getting this hot new kid from uh, East Carolina, man. And uh, I got to the gig, man, and set up, and I had forgotten my cymbals. Oh, no. I had, <laughs> I had no cymbals. Yeah, and I was, like, looking forward to impressing these guys. So that was really sucked. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've never forgotten my cymbals again. But what happened, man, one of the band directors also – called a music store and I was able to go get some symbols for the gig and played the gig and it was okay. But, but it was embarrassing, man. That was I, uh, for sure. <laughs> that I, was embarrassing. I can only imagine. Yeah. So that that's the only, you know, I can't think of any more like, you know, kind of weird, bad stories that happened, you know, that would right. be like, that would be like me bringing my guitar and not bringing my amp. Didn't you yeah, do right. that or once? forgetting your cable or something? Yeah, yeah, and a cable, yeah I'm missing a cable, <laughs> and, and nobody, I, and nobody has it, and nobody has an extra cable. Right? No, know? never, never. Forgetting, forgetting your drumsticks or something, <laughs> right. you know? or just showing up with okay. just drumsticks. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I, I think one of the stories we heard about uh, mm-hmm. Kevin when he was going to play with Hart. Yeah, he they flew him into this gig and he showed up and he had no. No luggage, no, no clothes, nothing. Was a pair no of nothing. He just came walking in with a pair of drumsticks sticking out of his back pocket. Yep. And they're like, right. where's the rest of your stuff? He's like, no, I'm just here to observe. Tonight. I'm only here for one one show tonight. So, you know, we're going back to New York tomorrow. So I'll get my shit tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, how cool is that? That's, yeah, that's crazy, man. Because he, he was a fill-in for, one of, for Hart's drummer. And he was just there to observe and how they set up and, and you know, how they went about right. it. And the guy's like... That's that you just brought sticks. So we, he's like, well, yeah, I'm just here to observe. So the hell yeah. with it. So we're throwing Kevin yeah. under the bus. Yeah, I know bit. he's listening because Kevin, Kevin is is the uh, percussion instructor that uses mm. your books religiously. All his oh, students. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, I go, do you want to jump on just so you can actually speak to the guy? Who he's like, no. He goes, but man, that would be kind of cool. But I I don't want to ruin it for you guys. So no, we're man. giving him a shout out right yeah, now. We are. Yep. Kevin, D. Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Kevin, thanks for using my books, man. Oh, See? there you go. There you go. Boom. There you go. Kevin, send send Rick one send, of your books back. Let him sign yeah. it and send it back to you. So, yep. Uh, Be glad to. Uh, unless Be you glad. want to buy another one. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, Nineteen ninety nine. What that guy say yesterday? Yeah, I can give you one. But the beautiful thing is, yeah. they all come with they all come with a free gift. It's called an invoice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's good, man. That's yeah, good. we've we've lost power on uh, on stage playing. We have, and we and we didn't even the whole place went dark, and then we and just kept we, we went kept into singing. an acoustic version of Lights by Journey. Yeah, and just said when the lights go down in the city, we just started singing, it, singing and, it. And in the second we got to think to the bridge, yeah, the lights came the light, back on. Everybody's like, on and... "Did you guys plan that? You guys didn't oh, miss a beat." Cool. Nope. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. That's the only time anything went right when You're shit right. went wrong. But you ain't kidding. <laughs> we we have we've had our share of embarrassing moments. Trust me. It so, happens. It um, happens. Sur- there must be a surreal moment. Yeah, you know, like somebody. Well, you've been touring for quite a while and doing, you know, session and studio and stuff like that. But who have you who have you met that you were like? Have you ever been starstruck before? Well, sure, man. Okay, sure. who? So who? I, I, I so who have you met am. that? I mean, who have you met that you were like, holy shit! I'm standing in front of this person. Well, I mean. You know, B.B. King was like that, and, and mm-hmm. Edgar, too, was like that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. I played, you know, with Edgar and those guys. But but I tell you, one of the things, man, you know, I mean, a lot of drummers know I am I really love Steve Gadd, love his playing and stuff. But yeah. uh, shortly after my Advanced Funk Studies book came out, uh, I think like 82 or something like that, that was that One Trick Pony tour, Paul Simon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Steve, you know, late in the evening, one trick pony, mm-hmm. ace in the hole, all those cool tunes. Yeah. And um, they were in Dallas, played a, a gig in Dallas, Texas, man. And I was really good at that time at young age of sneaking in the back and seeing sound checks and stuff like that, you know. And I, I went in, man, and met Gad for the first time. And um, this was, you know, I was 25 years old, like I said, you know, 25 or Little, maybe 27 by that time I wrote the book in 80. So this was 82 or something. And, um, you know, when I, they, I saw the sound check, I was out in the auditorium and then went up founding backstage. Hey, Steve, it's Rick Latham, man. I just wanted to meet you and say how much I appreciate you and love your playing. He said, Oh yeah, man. He said, I, I know about your book. He said, it's great to see that stuff written down. And then That's he, great. he went out on stage, man. You know, and for a kid at 27, I mean, we went out on stage and he said, why don't you play my drums, man? I'm going to go out in the audience and <laughs> check them out. So, man, <laughs> you know, I played, I've got pictures of Steve Gadd's drum set, man. I've got these sticks. Uh, actually, I was showing somebody the other day, man. These are some sticks that Yamaha made okay. for Steve Gadd. I don't know, before, way before Vic Firth started making sticks. Right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but nobody hardly has these sticks. They were made by Yamaha for him. But um, anyway, you know, I played his drums, man. I couldn't believe that. He had these huge monitors behind him. It was just a, like a crazy, I couldn't believe it, you know. And then I started taking a bunch of pictures, and Richard T. was in the band. Tony Levin was playing bass. Mm-hmm. Eric Gale was playing guitar. Man, it was like wow. that killer band, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of those guys are not with us anymore. So, you know, I started taking all these pictures and Richard T was like, who is this guy? You know, they were like, you know, and Steve said, oh, it's okay. He's a friend of mine. So that was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. You know, sweet. And that was the first, first time we met and we've kept in touch and I know his wife and, you know, he's, he's such a great guy, man. But that was a, as a young kid, 
that was pretty surreal, you know, oh, God, to play yeah. Steve Gadd's drums and up on that big stage like that, man. And it was, uh, you know, that was pretty crazy. And you just met the guy. I mean, he didn't know me right. from any, but he knew who I was, but, you know, we'd never met. And, you know, so, but yeah, he and his wife, Carol, man, are sweet, sweethearts. And nice. We still see each other sometime at trade shows and stuff. And I did a, I did a, another thing that was great too, man. Um, the 40th anniversary of my book happened a couple years ago in 20, 2020. And, um, man, I had Steve on, I had Peter Erskine, I had Jerry Brown, I had Paul Lyme, all the guys in my book were on this Zoom call, man, and it's on the internet, you can see it. But okay. all those guys agreed to be, it's hard enough to get one guy, you know, yeah. for as you know, how hard it is to schedule this stuff. Right. So man, you know, I talked to these guys and they were gracious enough to come on and just really incredible, you know, those, those kind of things, man, really make you feel good, you know, that that people respect you as much as you respect them. And especially from these guys that I always looked up to, you know, yeah. like Louis Belson became a very good friend of mine and Ed Shaughnessy from the tonight show. These yeah. guys, mm -hmm. they came and, and did some things on my 25th anniversary DVD. That's one of the last things they did on film. And, you know, to hear Louis say stuff like, you know, my book was like a Bible for him. He carried it in his briefcase. Oh wow, Louis Belson! Come on, right, yeah, right. Know, you know that's I tear up thinking about it sometimes, man. It's incredible you, that these guys, you know, when you finally get some, you know, respect and accolades from your peers, that's that's a great thing, man. Mm -hmm. That's really a great thing. So those were really surreal moments, great cool. moments. You know? Well, you, you so, have to, uh, you'll appreciate this then, because just as you sat back and looked at people you've looked up to, that all of a sudden you're like you know, Hey, they're, they're being so gracious. And, and now we're on a first name basis type thing. That's how I'm feeling right now. Because like I said, I've, I've followed the stuff you've done and it's, uh, oh, well, you thank know, you, man, it's all, we're all, you know, we're all just human beings, man. Yeah. Just trying to do the yeah. best that we can. And I always just wanted to try to, you know, make some kind of mark, you know, do something for, for mankind and, and <laughs> drummers, you know, that, that would last for a while, man. And it's a, it, it, it really, like I said, I, I think it's a great book. Both of my books, you know, are, are I think really good books and um, they have a lot of things to offer, especially to younger players. And my second book, the contemporary drum set techniques, I think is, is good for, you know, guys that have been playing for a while, but it's very yeah. linear. So it's got a lot of this new contemporary linear kind of stuff going on. So, you know, it, it is great to be recognized like that, man, and to, you know, to have people, you know, look up to you as a, you know, some kind of hero or something. I'm not saying that to be, you know, I'm bragging, but it, it's nice, man. It's great. You well, know, you've, it, you've earned the right to brag, so, so brag well, away. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you, man. I, I'm not bragging. I'm just, you know, I've been lucky to have some great things happen in my career, and, 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 again, I say lucky and also able to deliver at the same time. You got to be able to back that shit up. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's not just uh, like, look at me, you know, it's like, look at what I've done and what I'm doing now. So yeah, I think, I think that's important, you know, but yeah, man, it's um, music is a great thing, man. I, I love playing music and I was inspired 
by my teachers, like I said, Harold Jones and and Jim Hall, the the you know my friend that lives here that I studied with at North Texas. He was a a really great friend. He's been a great friend my whole life almost, you know. And you know, Louis, Ed, you know, getting to know these guys, different people in L.A. You know, it's a Music is a great thing, man. It's a really, you know, the, you know, the cliche, the universal language, but yes, man, you know, you can get along with anybody in music. You yeah, know? that's you're right. That's a good thing. What, what we had one of our local, one of our local guys who he he's played with quite a few, and he gave us a phrase that we're gonna get it put up here. And he says, "Music is medicine." Yeah, and yeah, and, and it's sure. the cure that can cure anything. Anything that's not, it doesn't have to be physical. It can right. be mental. Yeah. It can be. It can be two people that that have completely different beliefs that sure. can believe in in a song that moves them. That can you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can bring exactly, a tear. Man. You can bring a tear to an eye of someone who's who's just a miserable sob. But sometimes music will just break that that out exterior sure. shell. So exactly, man. And I I always say you know I've always said this many times. Music, you know, the drums always make me feel good when I play the drum. You know, if I feel mm-hmm. bad or something, I can come up and play and it, it they the drums never made me feel bad. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. You know. I, I just you know, because I buy everything online. Uh yeah. I just bought a sign that's gonna be hanging right here that says drumming is my happy place. Even there though and, and and sometimes Jeff doesn't I don't think it, other people don't get it. When you're a drummer, you're always a drummer. Whether you've sure. decided to be a singer or something Sometimes bass players will always be a bass player, yeah. but for me, I'll always I'm always the guy getting yelled at for tapping. Uh, you know. Oh man, yeah. When I was a kid, man, my my dad used to elbow me in church oh, a lot. My, my <laughs> right? father Play, playing on the church pew, you know, yep. man, yes. vibrating the whole row. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because yeah. when we when a drummer listens to music. We sometimes I don't even hear anything no. but the drum line or the or the drum and the bass. I'm like, sure. So sure. we we can hear a song within two beats and go, oh, I know what song that is. And right. like, you didn't even hit the guitar, didn't even start yet. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, right. That kick drum well, and that yeah. snare drum, I know exactly yeah. what that is. <laughs> well, like I said, like I said, man, the drum, you know, drums are really an important part of of a hit song. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of times, you know. Again, mentioned Jeff Picaro, Lowdown. You know, you hear the the first couple of beats of Lowdown, yep. and right. you know what it is. You know, or or Rosanna. You know, yeah, yeah. Kind of well, stuff. yeah, right. Rosanna. I mean, that's Fifty Ways. You know, yeah, yeah. Steve, yeah. Know, all these, you know, and not those are special beats, but just the sound. You know, the sound, the production of the drums. If you hear a great boom, boom, you know, you you know what that is. You know, yeah, and right. It's, it's right. important. It's important for the structure and the you know the um, uh, the I don't know what I'm, foundation of you know the tune. Very important, man. And I, I, I'm not just saying that as a drummer, but producers. You talk to you know hit producers, man, and they always talk about the drum sound. I hear a lot of Picaro in in the way you play. Oh well, thank you, man. I do. I hear a lot. <laughs> you know, even just the, the some of the soft flams and stuff behind your initial, you know. Well, sure, man. I I I got a lot from all of those guys that we've been talking about, you know, for sure. So I I appreciate that. 
No, I'm, trust me, I, 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 I dig everything you've put up on, on the online, and, and thank God for technology. Well, I, like, I like doing that, man. I, you know, I, I saw something the other day that another, I won't mention who it was, but another well-known drummer that teaches and, and, and plays a lot, you know, said, oh, man, I get tired of seeing all these uh, videos of people practicing, you know, why, you know, like, look at me, look at me. But I never post stuff because of that. You know, I, I, I post things because I think somebody might be interested in something yes. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not ever saying, look at me, look at me. This is some great shit. Check it out. Uh, but it's it's some interesting stuff. Maybe you find this interesting, so check it out. But it's right. not, you know, not like, oh, man, I'm going to post a video every day of me practicing. <laughs> what What's the point? You <laughs> well, know? you know what? But, it's so funny mm. you mentioned that. Because oh, we no. have a listener. No, this is a good thing. Okay. We have a listener of our show, and she is new to drumming, and her yeah. name is Hope. Yep. And I know Hope is listening to this and watching this show, and I want to give her credit um, that she she puts up the practicing, and she's she's very new to drumming, but you can you can hear the foundation is there. You know, like any mm-hmm. being as drumming as long as I've had. There's been drummers in my in our bands that I've turned yeah. around. I've looked at him. I'm like, nope, this guy's not going to last past tomorrow's <laughs> rehearsal. Yeah. You know, right, and right. and the heart and soul that this girl is putting into her re, her rehearsing, and she puts the videos up online. So hope if you're listening, keep doing what you're doing. Yep. And then uh, and you got somebody like like Rick here that who knows you might he might stumble across your video one day and be like, hey, great job. So. Sure. Yeah. No, I do compliment, uh, you know, young players when I see something that's this good. And 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 I, I totally get it, you know, that, that some young players and, you know, they want to do that so yeah. people can see what they do. That That's cool. That's cool. But, you know, I just as a, you know, experienced professional, I never do that to say, like, look at me. You know, right. I always feel like because I do have a lot of followers and a lot of fans and and friends that like to see you know what i'm doing so yeah you know i think it's i think it's helpful and and useful you know if i don't you know maybe i'll go for days without posting anything you know it's not it's not all about look at me look at me it's about you know i enjoy teaching i still really enjoy that and i'm hoping that i give somebody just some new way to look at something sure or something i think anytime you sit down at that kit somebody learns something and and well, that's that's true. I think it's true just about any time you watch anybody, you know, and yeah. that's that's what's great about, you know, live performance, man. Seeing, you know, a lot of drummers say, well, what's the best way to get better or faster or something, you know, go see live music, see yeah. great guys play. You yeah. know, there's nothing like, you know, and I, I teach a lot in person and online. I, you know, online is great, but it's not like being next to the guy, man. When you're sitting beside a guy you know, any instrument, guitar player, when you sit beside Al Demiola, yeah. it's a lot different than, you know, not the fact to be starstruck, but the fact that you can see what he's doing, you know, how his body's moving, all this stuff, you know, and feel that electricity, you know. It's like seeing Buddy Rich, man. Buddy Rich oh, was God, always yeah. seeing oh, yeah. that motherfucker. That, <laughs> he, you know, the best drummer ever, I think. Yes. And he always did some phenomenal stuff. And I saw him maybe maybe eight, ten times live. Oh. And the, the first time I saw him, my 16th birthday, I sat, like, really from me, you know, like maybe 
eight feet away from him mm -hmm. uh, on the Tom Tom floor Tom side, man. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. And he, he was driving his Ferrari. He used to drive his Ferrari behind the bus. He would drive. He would drive. <laughs> the band would be on the bus. But the, the concert, the band was in there set up and stuff, man. This was in a dinner theater in Greenville, South Carolina. For my 16th birthday, my parents took me to see Buddy Rich. And um, it was like two hours after the start time, you know, and they said, well, Buddy was in an accident. He's okay. He came in, man, and blistered it, played the <laughs> nice. crap out of it. It was incredible, man. And and he, he, you could tell he might have been on some painkillers or something, man, but right. he was, you know, but to be in that room, that that's, you know, to be next to the people that, so what I'm getting back to is, you know, people say, well, you know, how can you learn this? And man, just go see players, go, yeah. go yeah. witness live music and learn mm -hmm. how to play with people. You know, playing in your studio is great, but play live, you know, play with other people. Even, even if they're just your buddies that play guitar or bass or something, mm -hmm. I would much rather play with you know, a rhythm section and just practice by myself. I mean, I, I love to practice sometimes, but it's more fun to just play music. You're, you're practicing almost all the time. Yeah. You know, well, you, you know, can, that's one way to, you one can, way to look at it. You can feed right. off each other. Exactly. I mean, yeah. No, it's, it's making music, man. It's not all about drum chops. It's about playing right. music, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that's the thing I think that a lot of players miss you know especially in this day and age with the you know with youtube and all this kind of stuff there's a lot of great guys man that can play much faster than i can play but they can't play a groove you know right you got you got to so, have you got to be able to feel it you, right it's all about it's all about soul. the groove <laughs> the groove and the soul one of my one of my dvds all about the groove but um yeah, man, it's it's all about the feel, you know. That's why mm -hmm. all these great drummers that we've mentioned, all of these guys that we've mentioned today, mm -hmm. you know, have great time and great feel. Mm -hmm. You know, that's 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 what to me makes a great player. You yeah, know? a team a team player. And listen, I love playing country, like I said, pop, whatever, man. Just playing a groove and making it feel good and have a great drum sound. That's yeah, that's great. Have have a good bass player next to you that the two of you yeah. are creating your own pocket, and then let the rest Ex let the rest of them follow you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, it's kind of a you know it's a it's a you know community effort. You know, yeah, it's a, everybody's in it together, and that's what is great about some of those older things like Motown stuff. Man, some of that stuff you know is the time is not necessarily that good, but it sounds great because they're all playing together. You know, it's no yeah. click yeah. track or whatever. It's, it may slow up down or speed up or a little bit, but man, it feels great. So, hey. you know, that's, that's another way to look at that kind yeah. of stuff. Too. Yeah. And I think not, those recordings are the ones that we we've mentioned on other shows. Uh, Stony Curtis from out in Vegas. Sure. He, he's, he even said, he goes, sometimes it's those old session, nobody was you know it's it's the 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 tape is rolling and they're just up doing their thing yep. there was nothing they didn't stop half the time and if they did it was to bust each other's balls and take a sip of some some bourbon and keep yeah, going yeah. you know light a cigarette hey, man, I, yeah i was i was talking to a buddy of mine one time in la joey mercia guitar player okay he played on a bunch of motown stuff he played um uh clean up woman i don't know if you know that tune but it's a great it's a great 
guitar. There's two guitars on it, but he played one. And that's by Betty Wright, cleanup woman. Okay. And uh, and he also played the uh, um, Don Peak was another guy. But he, what I was going to say about Joey and Don, both Don Peak played the pickup to um, uh, sexual healing. You know? Oh. That yeah, the, the okay. little line, you know. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Okay. Right. So so. Don was saying at that time, man, he was on that reel of tape was crazy, man, was Marvin Gaye. And then the Jacksons would come in the same tape. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Tape, and then he would play something with the Jacksons, you know, like ABC or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and then somebody else just was on the same reel of tape, man. These guys were like, okay, next. You know, and, 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 but what I'm getting at, the rhythm section was killing, you know, yeah. just, they would just, it was like a factory back then, you know, and man. great. That stuff sounds great, man. That's awesome. So Rick, before, before we let you disappear here, I'm, I'm sorry, man, I guess let's get it on, I guess is the name. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's right. You've never heard that phrase. I have. But not at yeah. home. I have. Not, not at home. <laughs> I think it's more like you gotta get, be, you it's gotta, get out. You got to be more. No, you got to be more smooth about it. Oh, that's all. Barry White. Yeah. Yes. Not really. I'm sorry. No. You got to play a little Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway, so you know you, you keep talking about sitting behind the kit and whatnot. Why don't you give us a little taste before we let you go? Would you mind? Okay, I will, man. I'm gonna make. I, I'm, I'm gonna not, make. I'm gonna make Mike's smile even bigger. Salivate. If you do this. Okay, lose. I'm not set up to do it super properly, but I think that's it okay. should be okay. So let yeah. me uh, let me go over and see what's happening. All right, I, I got loose pants on, so that's all right. Good. <laughs> I'm gonna mute my vocal mic, so it'll take me a minute to get back to that. That's all right. That's fine. I hope this comes out. So to, uh, for your sake. I really hope I this comes out. Yep. God. That's why That's why I asked. Because I, I will not be able to fill in with my own version. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay, guys. I'm gonna, let me know. I'm going to play just to hit them for a second. Just let me know if it's happening. Okay. okay. And I'll continue. Yep. All right. Oh yep. yeah, that's perfect. It's, it's working great. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> All right, my turn. <laughs> how, how was that? Terrible. It was, it was, yeah. Oh, God. Was, you know, keep practicing. Keep practicing, kid. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, was, it, was the sound okay, man? Was yes. the sound okay? Yeah, someday you'll yeah. get it. Someday, just keep practicing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you're on the, you're on the road to something there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. No, that, that was great. I, yeah. That was awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. doing that for us. Very good. 
And uh, hey, sure, man. I'm glad it. I'm glad it worked out. I'm not really set up. You know, I have these different settings for teaching and right video stuff, Zoom meetings and stuff. But I'm glad it worked out. So oh, that was perfect. Now I'm all tangled up. I'm all tangled up. So yeah, well, I am too. Just watching all <laughs> <Yeah>. that. Okay. <laughs> Like yeah. it just it just made me realize I'm a better singer than I was ever a drummer. There you go. So. <laughs> uh, well, you don't want to hear me sing, man. So I'll stick. There, okay, there, you, there go. you go. All right. Well, next time yep. you need a, a studio, you, I'll come down. I'll sing. You drum, and we'll have a. We'll just jam it out. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. You're welcome anytime, man. You guys, if you get down this way, come on. Okay. See, he doesn't realize. He has no idea that Mike's never going to leave. Yeah, a second I hang out, a second I'm going to book my flight. Be yep. like, what? You said you said, you said come to dinner. Yeah. I brought some biscuits and some bourbon. <laughs> hey, we got they we got those here. They, you don't there have to bring much, man. All, all my buddies, man. That's one thing I've learned a lot about since moving back to the south is bourbon. <laughs> oh, there you go. There all you my go, buddies, man. Barbecue and bourbon, man. There you Come go. On. Two go my together. favorite. Two of my favorite bees. They go together. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Rick, man, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's really been, appreciate thank it. you guys, and it's been fun, man. It's been. A sh- we've been here. For, uh, I wow, over an hour. Yeah. See, Great. told you. I said. I promised That's him earlier. Okay. I said, it'll be forty-five <clears throat> minutes or an hour, depending on if you're yep. having fun or not. There you go. Well, so, can I do a, a little shameless promotion? You know, you, that, that was our next. That's that our, our next, next thing. thing. Yep. You promote. Okay, I'm gonna show you. Okay, this is the Advanced Funk Studies book. Nice. Okay. Nice. Comes with two CDs of me playing everything in the book, and then uh, and it comes with an invoice. Kind of ratty looking, but this is my second book, The Contemporary Drum Set Techniques. Comes with four CDs of me playing everything in the book and an invoice. So, I did want to say, man, thanks. Uh, you know, you guys mentioned a lot of your friends and stuff that have used my books and yes. teachers and stuff in the area. I really appreciate that. I really do, man. It's uh, like I said, it coming up on forty three years this year. Uh, in October, and uh, I'll be celebrating another birthday. And um, man, it came out on my birthday. I did that so I wouldn't forget. Wouldn't forget, actually <laughs> right? The book. So, so every birthday is kind of a celebration for the book as well. Let me That's get awesome. this. Oh, there you go. We'll have so, we'll um, have to get you up here for uh, to just do a clinic for everybody, and you know have. Hey, man, I would in. love to do that. I'm I'm back out doing clinics and stuff. I would love to do that if you know a place in the area, you know, a, a school or a store that would be into that. All my companies support that, and you know, okay. I would like to give a shout out to my companies again. Absolutely, man. do it. Bring it, Drums please. And hardware, uh, DW Drums and Hardware, Istanbul Mehmet Symbols, Evans Drumheads, Promark Drumsticks, and Drum Dots, man. I, I love all those companies. Awesome. Have been have been using that stuff for a long time. So and I don't use it because they give it to me or pay me a lot. You know, I use it because I love the stuff, man. I'm it, a firm believer of drum dots. Part of my sound, man. It's part of my sound. Yeah, I mean the, I, mm-hmm. I love I love all this stuff that I'm playing and you can see my setup and yeah. you know. So the, the I days really of, appreciate all the support from the days companies. of bar napkins and duct tape. Replaced gone. by drum dots is so yeah, much better, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I like them too, man. I like them too. But you know, it's funny that I, somebody I, a couple of years ago made the drum wallet. You know, have you seen those? You know, the, no. They actually, no. you know, people used to put their wallet on the snare drum. Okay. Like, oh. And there's a guy that made a drum wallet. You know, that, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was I was pretty ingenious. I think. Yeah. Well, those drum dots are awesome. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. <clears throat> that's so I love cool. it, man. Great. 
Rick, we're gonna we would definitely love to have you back on again. Yeah. Uh, anytime you're promoting anything going on, please reach Just out to us. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah this is a, I would love to. This is a new avenue for you to uh, yeah. to get your message out. Anything we can do sure. to help. Um, we're, we're just I thrilled to have you here. So I appreciate it. It's been fun. Been fun, man. And I would love to come to, uh, you know, Syracuse. So I, okay. I will I will be talking to Mr. Kevin, Kevin. Dean. Yeah. If you're listening again, Mr. Kevin Dean, Dean please call. Okay. <laughs> All right. And we'll we'll get and, him because uh, he, he's got quite quite he the has a studio uh, himself. So quite the can... studio and students, a lot of students. Yeah. So Yep. I think cool. right now he's got a yeah. lot of younger students. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the older right. ones are just graduating, but uh and I'm sure, sure. he can find well, a I spot. Do, yeah. yeah. So a lot of times when I'll do a clinic, I'll I'll stay an extra day and teach some private lessons and stuff too. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm into all that stuff. We, we'll, Excellent. We will hook you up with some barbecue and bourbon up here, and I think you'll be surprised. Yeah. We Sounds we, good. we do have Sounds some good. good northern barbecue. So. Yep. <laughs> we'll, okay. We'll bring right. you out. I'm sure, man. I'm sure. Very hey, good. let me know. Let me know when uh, you're going to air this, and I'll also promote it. A little it'll bit. it'll be up. It'll be up tonight. Yeah, it'll be up in a little while. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, a couple hours. Okay. I will send you a link in uh, in a messenger, so that you can put Great. it up on your page. And yep. uh, sure, sure, you can tag me or whatever. I'll yeah. share it or whatever. Awesome. Very I'm good, speechless. Guys. It's just been, it's been so great. And uh, tell tell a couple of your friends that they should they should reach out to Hang us up. and be on the show. I, I will. Up. A couple of those brothers that we talked about. That's there right. You go. You yeah, just, there. yeah. A couple of those brothers yeah. definitely with uh, with their upstate ties. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. That would be awesome. He, yeah. Yeah. I he mean, I mean, I don't know if you can get Steve Gadd on, but uh, that would be like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's hard to get, man. Yeah, I'll bet he is. Sure. So I, I'm not. I'm not going to count on that. But hey, anything you could do, we appreciate it, and we and we do appreciate you yes. being here. So, thank you guys. Thank Very you good. so much. Thanks, man. Rick. Enjoy Thanks, it. Rick. God bless you. And, and, and be safe and be uh, yep. be happy, man. All right, you too. All right, bro. all right. Thank you. Take care, man. See you, man. Later on. There we go. I've I was, couldn't I be any better uh, than that. No, no. I'm. No. Should I leave or can we tell jokes now? <laughs> you got a good one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Listen, I'm gonna run, man. All right, All right brother. Thank you so much. You Th- thanks, yeah, Rick. Thank you guys, man. Have right, a good man. time, man. Thanks. See yep. You. Thanks, brother. Take care. You Bye-bye. too. You as well. That's awesome. <laughs> I kind of wish he had some jokes. I know, right? It would definitely uh, increase the yeah, value t- of the show, right? Yeah. How do you tell when a drummer's at the door? You know, the knocks off or whatever. No, the knocks in, on time. In time. No, it's not. Shut Never. <laughs> the knock takes twenty five minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Shut up. Okay. Well, that is uh, by far one of my favorite episodes. Yep. Uh, anytime we have a drummer on, I get I get thrilled. Yeah, you, you know, do. Kevin and Jeff. Uh, Kevin and whatever. No, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Are, you know, he knows. We've we've got some good stuff coming up yeah. too. We've got uh, we got Vinny the drummer coming up. We've yeah. got uh, we've got uh, boy. I just sound like a dick now. I completely forgot who we got coming up. I do know who we got coming up. Hang on, I'm gonna say You're say something. Say what? Say something interesting. <laughs> if, <laughs> There's nothing interesting. Oh well, no, I but know. Anyway, no, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was cool to have Rick on, you, you know, and learn about. Carl Kennedy. He's got books. It's coming up. We got Carl Kennedy coming. Oh, that's right. We got uh we Vinny got, the drummer. Uh, Vinny the drummer. We've got uh Mr. Tripoli coming up. Yes. Well he's he's next week, isn't he? 
Oh, you got the camera there, or the calendar there, Pat. I'm looking it up. Shut up. Right. Jeff Tripoli's coming up, yes. So we got Vinny the drummer and Jeff Tripoli next week. Yep. Um, so two drummers next week. Great. See? There you go. <laughs> Wonderful. Our timing will be perfect. Ah, I see what you did there. See what I did there. <laughs> I do. I really do. We're going now. We are. We're out. We want to thank Auk Medical Supply. Sharky's Event Center. DJ Life's a son of a beach. At Good Nature Brewery. The Print Shop Underground. <gasps> Snarky Productions. You left me with that one, and I know you did. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Don't forget uh, Angry Smokehouse. Yes. And uh, Toffee and Break Toffee. Toffee. You've been listening to The Good. The Band. The Ugly. I'm Big Papa. I'm Jeff. We want to thank you, and we will see you next week. Peace. They're not going to see that part. No, let the credits roll.